And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I dangle my hand, I dangle my hand I dangle my hand so bad Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, February 1st, 2024. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Happy February, everybody. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And last but not least, a man who met Mark Marin, <laughs> super producer J.D. I met Mark Marin. I met Mark Marin. <laughs> Go check out the uh, latest Is This Good Pod with J.D. Matteo and Rachel. A little Mark Marin talk <laughs> coming through your ears. Fun, fun listen. Uh, and Spencer was amazing earlier in yeah, the week. Spencer really Hall. Good. Great stuff. Is This Good. Okay, we got the up-down report. Great. It's been a while since uh, you gentlemen have thrown some thumbs up or down, so got a few oh. topics. I jangled my hand. I don't know if I can use my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got some slop, uh, some other notes that we will uh, debate whether they're up or downworthy, but we had some games last night. Actually, a lot of games on, uh, and we start with a few of the homecomings. Anthony Simons sinks the late go-ahead floater as the Blazers spoiled Damian Lillard's homecoming in Portland. But man, they gave him a huge ovation. They gave him two tribute videos. Mm-hmm. Very classy touch, actually, from Portland. There, one highlighting Dame's on-court accomplishments, iconic moments, and then the other showing his impact off the court and in the Portland community. So that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, Blazers sort of shocked the Bucks here at the end. What do you think? Yeah, this was a huge win for them. I was surprised Dame didn't even take a winning shot attempt at the end. It didn't didn't happen. Although, yeah, walking in that morning, apparently, he took his son to school who lives there, <laughs> and he got a call from C.J. McCollum as he was riding in for a shoot-around because C.J. McCollum knows his schedule exactly <laughs> when he's coming in. And then, yeah, obviously, that arena was a buzz uh, for Dame. They gave him a 90-second standing ovation before the game. And then, yeah, every every break was a tribute video. In the first quarter, yeah. they had two. So I wondered, if are we doing every break? Are we going to get 15 <laughs> here? It didn't happen. Just just the two, and it was done. But the Blazers were ready. The scoot show in the first half was awesome. He mm-hmm. came off the bench because the older guys were starting. But he had that dunk where he went underneath the hoop and slammed it down. Then he got Dame with the stroke through, you know, the classic, classic, Ha- uh, going through with the ball the rip and through. obviously yeah the rip through and then Lillard he fouled him but he had 15 in the first half that was nice uh, this was close until the fourth quarter when Anthony Simons got it going at the third end of the third quarter then the Bucks had six straight turnovers to start the fourth uh, <laughs> oh, which yeah, was that really weird <laughs> yeah but they're back they were coming back uh, late in this game you saw the, the Giannis block of that eight and le- Alley oop! It's mm, like that's what, cool. What is that? That's that looks like the finals. I mean, it basically looked exactly like the finals. <laughs> Lillard started to turn on the dunk with under a minute left, and then Simons had two consecutive turnovers, so the Bucks took the lead. But uh, Simons, no timeout from Chauncey Bills, just brings the ball up. 
Eurostep off one foot. You don't see that. Yeah, look I mean, cool. That, shot it off his right foot, yeah. right-handed. That was a tough <laughs> shot. That was super true. Especially tough. after, like you said, the two prior possessions where Beasley was causing havoc all over the floor. Yeah. And uh, Simon's, yeah, involved in a couple of those turnovers. So to sort of, you know, settle down and, and take that shot. And yeah. then, yeah, no Dame heroics, though, at the end. Brooke Lopez should have gave it back to him, man. He was yeah. open. He let it go. I mean, he could have passed it back to Damian. He definitely could have. Yeah. 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 Lillard ran the pick and roll. He had eight and on him. Eaton was kind of taking away his three, so he gave it to Brooke. And then Brooke fired up a three, although Dame was a little close call for it. He was mm-hmm. kind of open. He could have taken that shot. I was surprised. Surprised that he didn't get it back. And then Brooke missed. But it felt good for Portland to get a win uh, here as they sit uh, very, very far down the standings. But it was a big win for them, obviously. It, was a, it felt. It felt like old times for Dame there. What do you think? Yeah, pretty cool. That's how you do it. Honor your franchise icon and then go beat him. Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> and honestly, they were going at Dame Lillard for the entirety of the fourth quarter, only when they weren't going at Malik Beasley. I thought the Bucks really competed on defense in the last five minutes. They're basically switching everything. And it was just taking turns, either pulling Beasley or Lillard into pick and roll, and then Jeremy Grant just shooting over the top of them. Like Malik Beasley, he's competing. He wants to guard the best perimeter guy on the other side, but he's too short. And it was just too easy for uh, Jeremy Grant shooting over the top. And then Simons just as well uh, for the game winner. Weird stuff, I thought, offensively for Milwaukee in this one. A lot more Damon Brooke Lopez pick and roll. Giannis got one touch in the half court in the last five minutes of this game. It was on a sidelines out of bounds. They threw an alley-oop to him. He got fouled. They run a similar play. He catches the ball on the wing and hands it off to Dame Lillard, who shot a hero ball shot right away. (sighs) I don't know. Like... If the idea is getting the ball out of Giannis's hands, I don't think that's the smartest idea <laughs> no. from Doc Rivers. I was not impressed uh, with the Bucks' offense down the stretch at all. Even the final play, they're down by three. Why is Dame inbounding to Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah. when you know they're going to foul down three, 90 feet from the basket? You're just asking to give the ball back to Portland. There was no way they were going to win with Dame taking the ball out. Yeah, very uh, perplexing decisions here from Doc. Now 0-2 in his Milwaukee coaching career so still looking for his first one uh you weren't hearing as many comments i'm pumped about the team here still really loving this team despite the (laughs) loss after game one because this one you know you shouldn't be losing to portland i'm sorry you're a much better team but they played great contributions from grant (laughs) look at deandre eaton had a good game for him obviously simon's the hero down the stretch even brogdon contributing um but yeah not a good start here for doc tass and a little confusing like tk saying some of these decisions offensively yeah and david had a bad night when we look at it Big picture here. He shot three of thirteen from three. He was he wasn't feeling it, um, but they kept going back to him. So they may have been a little off with all that. Uh, and they, yeah, he he did turn it on a little bit in that fourth quarter uh, with a couple big plays. But Blazers were far better, uh, and it was just a fun ESPN game watch. They only had one turnover in the first half. Both teams only had one turnover in the first half, so it was just a, it was a good watch. Uh, although. I heard some shade and sharp news that the injury that he has to his groins not allowing him to come back anytime soon. They'll update it sometime soon. So I've just started thinking about the dunk contest. Well, Is he going to be there? It's, it's unlikely. Very unlikely at this point if he's injured. Yeah, yeah, but he was on the court warming up, uh, so he's not injured, 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 but uh, hopefully he will be back. That's what I started thinking about already. I mean, we haven't yeah, heard any like, news, though, that he was even going to be in the thing, right? No. Yeah. Well, no one's in. Yeah, we in, don't know. No. Except McClung, I guess, uh, defending. Yep. Uh, any other thoughts on Portland-Milwaukee? Yeah, Doc Rivers, when he was hired, he said they're going to need at least one of the young guys to step up and play for him, and he hasn't played literally any of their young guys a single minute thus far. I think that's 
once again a concern. You're going to get way too many Bobby Portis minutes, I think, uh, from the Bucks. And then you mentioned that dunk that Dame had down mm-hmm. the lane. Awesome dunk. Mark Jones's call, though, was su- surprising to me. He hit that like a stimulus check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. I was like, he, he, ca- he cashed a check for 600 bucks? I yeah, and he yeah. said it with some conviction. He had yeah. that one chambered because he the dunk happened, and it was almost like on the replay he let that line go. Yeah, I didn't really understand it either. The stimulus check, you're excited to get it. That's what yeah. it sort of sort of sounded like. He was excited to get the opportunity to slam dunk a ball, like he was excited to get the opportunity to see a stimulus check yeah. in a, yeah. a DD, a direct deposit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know uh, either. He just had he had one. I guess plan one in the chamber, and that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it was just surprising to me. Every yeah. that what? Huh? <laughs> Trying to break it down. It is exciting when you get it and you don't think you're going to get it. My <laughs> guess is that Dame was probably in too high of a tax bracket to get the stimulus check, though. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and, and it was weird. To, they have done it this season where they, Giannis has been the focus a lot of the game, and then Dame is the focus the last like six minutes. Yeah, and, to, to, and they're the to best team game, in the clutch. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, and to let Giannis chill a little bit um, because you have Damian, Damian Lillard. Um, but he honestly it, it probably didn't feel good for him the way he was shooting, and he just tried to make up for it a lot. Uh, Trey's right, though. I mean, he was trying to go Dame time in Portland. Yeah, the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Nine to twenty-three, which understandable, but they got to win games as well. Fair. All right, moving on. We had another homecoming. Kevin Durant. He scored thirty-three points in Brooklyn. That was his return there, leading the Suns to the one thirty-six, one twenty victory. And uh, you know, the Nets did play him a tribute video before the game before you know he was introduced it wasn't coming uh, during a timeout in the first quarter even though KD had asked on social media earlier in the week hey don't give me one I don't want one they said ah well we're gonna sort of do one anyway he was Sorry, awesome sucker and uh yeah they a, a pretty dominant sort of takeover sort of later in the third quarter into the fourth as Phoenix created some separation Trey any takeaways from KD's return to Brooklyn if you catch the Suns on the right night, you're like, they're going to win the title. Because they make it look yeah. so easy. Uh, it's 100% Matrix mode. It was Devin Booker the last time. It's like, oh, you're going to double me? Here's an easy dump off for a basket. Uh, uh, you got two guys over here? I'm just going to go the other way and shoot a jumper. That was Kevin Durant on this night. Uh Anytime he got doubled, it was just a dump off to Nurkic. Eight assists for Kevin Durant. He scored incredibly well. 33 points, easy jumpers, some tough shots as well uh, over smaller defenders. But I just think that uh, the peak of the Suns looks so good. And if you catch them on the right night, they're like, this is the team. This is the team out there. How can anybody ever stop this offense? It can look ugly in fourth quarters, as we've seen, when they basically go into prevent offense mode. But when you're winning by 16, you don't really got to worry about that. Yeah, the big three is starting to look, obviously, very great. <laughs> they were 28 and 20, and uh, Kevin Durant said, I'm, we're, we're aiming for 30 and 20, just because he's starting to feel good, and he's been around the league a long time. So when he looks at that and he says, okay, we're going you know, to get to 50-plus wins, uh, and, and you look in that Western Conference grouping, that's going to be a rough playoff for everybody. <laughs> yeah. The Suns, Clippers, and Nuggets are in there in the top six, so oldies in the league you know established players that can win any series and obviously the wolves and thunder are there plus the kings make the, up the top six and then there's a you know a whole bunch of other good teams that's gonna be tough yeah. um obviously kevin durant feels good they got the ball out of his hands uh and 
he gave it to Yusuf Nurkic. So did Booker. That was that was an impressive Yusuf Nurkic yes. game. Um, to be the complimentary guy outside their big three. 15 shots. He had 11 of them for 28 points. Same with Eric Gordon, who's uh, replacing Mr. Grayson Allen in that starting lineup for now. <laughs> replacing Grayson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> replacing Grayson. Uh, Fallen Allen has hurt himself. I tried I tried to get a Fallen Allen. No, it's not, <laughs> not that bad. good. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, he's hurt. But I, I just like I bring up those guys because the support for the big three is looking good. I mean, it, we knew it was going to take them some time, especially with Brad, Bradley Beal's injury. So they've got those couple guys to go with Grayson Allen, who's been playing well. They've decided on Ibanks, Eubanks. No, we all banks Drew Eubanks uh, as the backup center. So uh, th- that's their that's their lineup, and we all remember what happened to them against uh, the Nuggets last year. They couldn't do it. Chris Paul got hurt. I mean, then you start to think about this lineup and you think, this team could. This yeah. team could do it. I, I, this blew my mind, despite all the injuries to start the season, that last night's outing marked the 17th game Durant has played with Booker and Bradley Beal, you know, his son's co-stars this season. Across the entirety of their time together in Brooklyn, KD, Kyrie, and Harden played 16 games. <laughs> that's still, that stat just... Blows my mind. So yeah, and that's despite all the injuries to to Phoenix this year. But yeah, they're looking better here, and they're they're sort of rolling. That record caught me by surprise. Yeah, twenty eight and twenty. It feels like they've been bad, mm-hmm. you know, disappointing, and they're still you know hanging around at the top of the Western Conference. And I'm with you, TK. I know right now I will be convincing myself. Oh yeah, they're gonna win, and you know they could go on and beat this team in this playoff series, and they could win the whole title. I can see myself doing it. I did it at the start of the season. I was drinking the Kool Aid, but then you see it in action. And you're like, oh my god, how? Yeah, that's gonna be difficult to stop. You know, four times out of seven in every series, but lots can happen still, and they need the contributions like that. Nurk, Nurk and Katie action last night. Ooh, bully ball from nice. the Bosnian too nice. Oh yeah. Uh, but that's against a team, you know, in the Nets that are, you know, he's just too big yeah. for them. And then we had Kevin Durant dropping the little, you're too small, and doing his whole thing again. That was a mean one. Yeah, the I pinch. felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it, Cam Thomas? Yes, it is, was. Is that it what was. it was? Yeah. yeah. He just, like, stood, stared at him, waited, and then finally hit him with the pinch. <laughs> I couldn't tell what he said. That little or something like that? He didn't say too small. It was no. a different phrase. That was great. Also, Devin Booker used Mikhail Bridges' celebration, his, like, Manny Machado yeah. thing right at him. That was hilarious. Bridges looked quite sad, I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on here. SGA scored 34 points. Thunder beat the shorthanded Nuggets 105-100. We had this one on playback for uh, some of the night. We were focused on this one. It was close for a while. Obviously ended a five-point victory for OKC. Um, No Jokic. So, you know, you're probably not going to take a ton away from this game. But what did you think, uh, Tass, of uh, the Thunder here? Getting the victory? You know, two of the best teams in the West. Oh, really, it went to the uh, beginning of the fourth quarter is where it really started. And that's with Shea on the bench and Chet Holmgren out there deciding... Oh, I, can, I can beat this Denver Nuggets bench, no problem. And he got set up for a couple big shots. They went on that 14-2 run, and Shea was jumping up from the bench. As soon as Chet was stroking that three, Chet looked great um, throughout this game with 18 points, uh, just supporting Shea, who then came onto the floor and was able to get wherever he wanted. So even though he's been named an all-star starter, he just goes out and looks like one. He, oh, can, God, just, yeah. he can just do it. He just is a phenomenal player that many look at and say, ah, too many free throws for that guy. He's not going to be able to do it in the postseason. He's just a really talented guy. He can get to wherever he wants on the floor. And that's what he did in this one, you know, without uh, Jokic playing. And other guys were stepping up. 
it was good to see Gordon um, take on more of a role, and Porter Jr. was awesome too. Uh, but in the end, OKC had too much. OKC had too much, even without Jalen Williams, who's hurt right now. Yeah. Uh, again, we had this one playback. Anything to add, TK, that you didn't last night? Yeah, hot Abe was looking good. <laughs> I liked what Chet Holmgren, how he played last night with no Jokic out there. Chet's kind of hit the wall a little bit here in the past couple of weeks. He's coming off a nine-point game and a four-point game, I think. But there was no size inside for Denver. They played small all night with Aaron Gordon at the five. So Chet was inside all night. He took nine shots at the rim. He had five offensive rebounds, five blocks. He had that big tip dunk in the fourth quarter. At one point, he got Jamal Murray on him on a switch, bullied him inside, shot the hook over the top. He was like, I'm the tallest guy out here. I might not be the widest guy out here, but I'm still sticking inside, and he was really great. I also think Vasily Micic, that guy is fun to watch, man. He is not often in the rotation uh, for the Thunder, but... They're 13 and 7 when he plays 10 or more minutes. Oh. That's because he plays mostly in blowouts. <laughs> <laughs> like every game you see is like plus 26 for the Thunder. Uh, but 12 points, 5 assists last night. He actually made some shots, which isn't always the case with Micic. He's at least exciting to watch as a random dude who comes off the bench. And then Tess mentioned that was a cool Aaron Gordon game. He was basically in Jokic mode. They yeah. were playing through him at the elbows, letting him pass. He had 7 assists, 16 points, 13 rebounds. The big difference, though, is that when Aaron Gordon rolls to the rim, he's not stopping at the free throw line to find a cutter. He's detonating on your head. Yeah. He had a monster dunk in yep. this one, too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I would add to the Thunder bench, Wiggins, 25 minutes, 5 of 8. He's great as well. I mean, I like. Yeah, we've said this before about the Thunder roster. It's like they are one of those teams, like you got your star guys, and then it's like you don't know who's going to pop off, be it a Joe one night, a Wiggins, yeah, Michich, obviously Wallace as the Rook has had some good games. Um, they just have so many guys on the team that they feel comfortable slotting in yeah. there and can, and can go off on any given night. Yeah, Kenrich Williams got his first start of the season. wasn't all that good. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have yeah. to do much because they've got so much support and, and trust uh, from Mark Dignow, who just lets them all go um, and, and try it out. And it was cool. It was cool. It was cool for them just to have all their <laughs> all their guys play and be Very good. Cool. It, cool coach moments last night. I thought Chauncey Billups allowing Anthony Simons to go try and get that game-winning shot after turning the ball over two consecutive times. Didn't look all that good. They didn't call a timeout. Simons just Euro step. I don't know how he did it. And it just reminded me of, yeah, the, when I watched this OKC game, like Kaysen Wallace and another Jalen Williams off the bench, they've, <laughs> they've got so many guys, including – of Vasilya Micic, uh, who, yeah, will probably not be in a a playoff rotation, uh, but it doesn't matter. It's uh, They've got the depth, so they're, they're just a tough team to beat. Jimmy Butler scores 31 points to help the Heat beat the Kings, 115-106. This is uh, noteworthy because they snapped a seven-game skid, and, and Butler was, uh, you know, he was a monster. 31-7-6, 10-14 from the field, getting to the free-throw line. And Josh Richardson, Tasso, you've talked a lot about. He did come off the bench, and he scored a season-high 24 points. He had six threes. So they snapped the losing streak. They really needed this one. Uh, and Sacramento just never wins in Miami. I saw an insane, <laughs> an insane stat from Deuce and Moe here this morning on Twitter that the, the Kings are like 5-31 and 31 in Miami, and Chris Webber, in fact, never won a game in Miami. They won once in 2001, but he didn't play in that game. So just like mind-blowing stuff here. So they never mm-hmm. win there, but uh, he got it done, and they were led by Jimmy. Sometimes that back-to-back in Florida is tough. Orlando, sure. then Miami, having fun. South Beach sure. flu, sure. I imagine. You get to go one time a year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not a surprise, really. Yeah, yeah it, ain't that, it ain't that surprising. 
let's let's go talk to those old Sacramento Kings. So it'd be go and ask Vladdy Divac, Chris Weber, Mike Bibby, Doug Christie, why they didn't win in Miami. Uh, there's got to be a reason. We have a good theory. Yeah. Yeah. Prime 112, I'm sure. And then uh, they ate that giant ass salad at Prime 112. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, the oh, the wedge salad was huge. That's the yeah. biggest salad I've ever seen in my life. I think you're right. Yeah, and what? Like, like, and that was only a wedge. Imagine how big the head of lettuce true. must have been. <laughs> they could get four of those salads. It was as big as the table. Does it make sense? <laughs> Good news for you in this one, JD, because we talked about Starry and how they're going to be a three-point contest spot again. You know, mm-hmm. those two spots. Josh Richardson was awarded the Starry three-point shot of the night. Uh, he was he was giving it to him because he hit a three-point shot. <laughs> so on the shot. broadcast. So on pleased the broadcast. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? I'm glad to hear Starry mentioned on this show again <laughs> for free. Um, yeah. yeah, what the hell? It was great for them because it looked like the Miami Heat, not of the early 2000s, but of the team that went to the finals where they just keep moving that thing over and over and over and over and over again. Terry Rozier started. He was one of eight. Not that good. But he had 10 assists. Six guys had three or more assists on this team. 40 assists in total on 42 baskets. That's a franchise record. That's almost impossible to do 40 assists on 42 baskets and yeah it was fun watching josh richardson off the bench but he was doing miami heat things where he was scrambling to double to get in there do those type of things he threw a baseball pass or a patrick mahomes pass whatever you want to call it to jimmy butler (laughs) 50 feet um he was awesome he finished the game yeah six threes how does that happen for josh richardson it's not going to happen forever uh but uh yeah he was just splashing they yeah they they needed a win so I don't know if this was just uh, just a, a recipe because they had lost so many games that they were going to win one. But the fact that they were passing that much, again, it looked like Goran Dragic and Jimmy Butler and all those guys who were able to go to the finals, they just passed it more. That's that's what uh, Eric Spolcher has been wanting. Um, any thoughts on that game, or you want me to throw the other ones at you? I like Miami having 50 points in the paint. Yeah. They averaged 45 28th in the NBA. Like you said, the assists were great, but they only took 28 threes. The problem with the Heat offense is they take so many mid-range jumpers. Jimmy's a mid-range guy. Bam's a mid-range guy. Hero likes to pull up in the mid-range as well. So they got to get more threes up, but on a night when you're actually able to score at the rim, keep going to the rim. Mm. The other games, we had Mitchell scoring 45 as the Cavs held off the Pistons. 128-121. 128-121. Darius Garland did return. He played. Uh, Kobe White was awesome for your Bulls there. 35 points. Handed the Hornets their fifth straight loss. Uh, JV and Ingram helped the Pelicans get past the Rockets. They snapped a little skid that they were on. Towns led the Wolves to the dominant victory over the Mavs, who had no Luka and no Kyrie. And the Magic staved off a fourth-quarter rally to topple the Spurs 108-98. They were up huge. <laughs> we were basically done with that game on playback, and then somebody in the chat was like, that's like a two-point game now. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell? The Spurs got back into that game in a hurry, but the Magic pulled out in the end. Any of those games you wanted to address? Kobe White, 35 points, 9 assists, 20 came in the second half. They beat the Hornets. Who cares? Uh, but I was interested to see where Kobe White falls in the MIP leaderboards right now. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking this guy's got to be top three case. Oh, I think so, yeah. Where do you think he finished? Or is right now, according to BetMGM? Oh, according to the odds Yeah, yeah according to the odds makers. Well, you're making mm. it sound like he's lower. So is he like fifth or something like that? No, he's third. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like <laughs> fair. Pretty fair. Uh, who do you think is the top two? Oh, good question. MIP, Maxi? Number he one, he's yeah. the leader right now. Yeah. And then is it someone's... Similar, similar, uh, similar to a Maxi kind of character. Not 
in play style, but maybe in like reputation. Right. Yeah. So will be an all like flirting with an all star. Flirting, 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 flirting. But uh, he won't make it. I don't think. Mm. But he's 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 sick to watch. He's a future all star. Absolutely. It's not Scotty. No, that'd no, be no. weird. Uh. I don't, no, know. I don't know. Yeah, Shengun. Oh, oh, yeah. Shengun. I, yeah. I thought Shengun, but when you said a uh, maxi style, no, he's just, like, I, I, yeah, I threw you off with Rebbe. you know. Threw me. He, he's gonna be on Italy. the uh, snub list for All Star. He'll be a snub you know, list. He's kind probably of guy. not gonna make it tonight, but he'll be on a lot of Shingun, people's list no. tomorrow. Yeah. Shengun, yeah. But man, Kobe White, he's averaging ten more points per game yeah. this season than he was last year. So if this was, I don't know, twenty twelve, I think he would be the leader. But hmm. right now, MIP tends to go from good to great, and that's exactly what Maxi is, rather than yeah. player to good player. Yeah, um, no, you're right. So that's something. Ten years ago, this is his—he's yeah. the leader in the—that's yeah, exactly uh, right in the odds. But it's changed. It's now, yeah, who is the good player who's turned into like a an all star, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and one of the top twenty five guys in the league, and that's sort of what Maxi's done. We've seen it with John Morant. We've seen it with other guys. So, all right, good stuff. Any thoughts on any of those games? Uh, yeah, Pistons, Cavs. Obviously, the Cavs got to win that game, but it came down to the wire. Mm-hmm. The Pistons were playing freaking well. Danilo Gallinari performed his trade deadline audition, I think, last night. Um, he was balling, <laughs> actually, coming <laughs> off the bench for the Detroit Pistons. Please save me. Uh, yeah, yeah, twenty points for this guy. I've scored. 11,000 points in the NBA. Trade for me now. I'm not sure the Boston Celtics can afford it. It's a lot of money, but I would kind of like to see him go back to Boston where mm. he signed that long-term deal. Um, yeah. But it's eight, eight million, so it's difficult to do. There are, There's a, definitely a chance you involve a third team there. It could happen to get him out there, but it was an interesting game that went down to the wire, and those guys, and Evan Mobley and Darius Garland, who are trying to work themselves back into their prominent roles... They didn't close the game in this one. Uh, they were on the bench. Um, and Jared Allen, along with Donovan Mitchell, were absolutely balling. I'm sure Jared Allen's going to get snubbed when the All-Star Reserves are yeah. named tonight. But that guy is just the one of the least talked about players uh, in the NBA. But he's been really important for them. All right, well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we are going to get into the up-down report to talk about Embiid, talk about the rocket slop, and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's betterhelp.com slash no dunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, back in the Classic Factory. We're laughing at some of the comments here from the stream team. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Let's get into the up-down report. Preparing your tubies. It's the up-down report. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've gotten into the up-down report. Got to find out if you're thumbs up or thumbs down on a few topics. First one, according to Woj, Joel Embiid out for tonight's game against the Utah Jazz and will receive further evaluation on his left knee in the coming hours. Now, the reigning MVP was injured in the fourth quarter of Tuesday night's loss to the Warriors when Kaminga fell there on the knee. 76ers 0-4 on this uh, current five-game trip. So here's my question off of this in the up-down report. Up or down on the Sixers staying competitive without Joel Embiid? We're waiting to find out the severity and how long he'll miss, but you can assume it's going to be a week, few weeks, maybe longer. Can they stay competitive, up or down? Up, I think they can, because Tyrese Maxey hasn't been part of this road trip at all, basically. He's missed every single one of their losses, was hurt in one of them. So I, I think if he's coming back, which it looks like he'll be back against the Utah Jazz, yes, he can stay competitive. And that's also me just thinking that this injury isn't that substantial and that he'll be back at some point. Uh, you know, we all, we're all pondering, oh, maybe he should have sat against the Pacers and played against the Nuggets and he would have been okay. Um, listen, the fact that he's going to do more testing at home, I think just means that he's just going to sit out the Utah Jazz game regardless. And this is just a good way of getting him home. I'm just assuming uh, that he's not that injured, but I could be totally entirely wrong. With we, this we hope you're right on that one. Um, but what do you think? Trey, again, if, if he's missing some significant time here, can the Sixers stay competitive? Thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm more down on this one. Three and nine without Embiid so far this season. Like you're saying, a lot of those have come with Maxi, but there was also a run where it was just Maxi without Embiid, and they didn't look the same because the guy is absolutely dominant every single minute he's on the court. As for staying competitive, the good thing is that the schedule's pretty soft yeah. for the mm-hmm. Sixers. They've got the Jazz on the road tonight, then a uh, nice homestand here. Nets, Mavericks, Warriors, Hawks. Then they go on the road for the Wizards and Cavs, come back home for the Heat. Then it's the All-Star break. My guess, he probably doesn't play any of those games. Yeah. They can stay competitive through those ones, and they've got a five-game lead as of now on the seventh seed. So if Embiid is able to make it back this season, hopefully that's the case. Hopefully he's only out for a couple of weeks. Hopefully he can get back into rhythm like he has been uh, prior to gimping through some things a little bit here. They can still be in the mix for a home playoff seed, I think. Agreed, yeah. Eight games before the All-Star game. If he sits out until the All-Star break, it's probably a good feeling for him and probably, I think, something they're thinking about because he doesn't care to win the MVP, I don't think. Well, it would be a wrap, basically, anyway, with yeah. the 65-game threshold. Yeah, if, if he misses if he yeah. misses all these games. Yeah. And that's that's what he's, I'm sure, taking into account. Last year, he would have been like, oh, God, i got to play. i got to win the MVP. This year, I think that's that's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's already done that. So he just has to be obviously healthier as the season goes on. We've seen him bumped, it, bumped and hurt into the playoffs before. He just wants to be healthy. So I, I think he could sit these eight games. And listen, East is tough too. Uh, guys are Teams are bouncing ahead of them for sure. But, well, that's you know. it, right? The Knicks are playing their best ball. The Cavs are playing their best ball. You know, the Pacers, obviously, with the Siakam trade and Halliburton returning, you know, you'd think they're going to start getting their stuff together here. These are all teams that are, like, 
in the mix there with the Sixers. You know, luckily, luckily for them, I guess, for Philadelphia, you know, the Heat just had a seven-game slide uh, and so didn't make up any ground. But I, I'm with Trey. I'm sort of down, but the right move here, don't get me wrong, is don't play here. Come back after the All-Star break, hopefully, and then, you know, start ramping up and, and be healthy come playoffs. That's all that matters for, for him and this team. He has to be dominant come April and May. Um, and and especially once we get done of the idea that he can even win MVP or All-NBA, sure, that's weird. I get it. It will be weird if the guy averages 35 points per game and isn't on an All-NBA team. It's going to be strange, but we'll talk about it when it happens. Um, but, yeah, just come back. Hopefully it's nothing. I'm just, like, I'm dreading, dreading that it's, like, done for the season. Because it's possible. I mean, we were hoping the it's MRI possible, comes yeah. back, and then now they're saying, no, now he's got to fly home and get more looked at. So, yeah, we'll I think they, I think they like the fact that this, this, uh, that he's got to get more research done is just gets him out of the Utah Jazz game. I, I think that is a good thing for them. That no one's asking, oh, where is he? Is he coming oh, back? I but maybe no, no. I mean, no, people saw him, yeah. his knee sort of like go backwards when Kaminga fell on him. Yeah, no kind of went backwards. That. Yeah, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Uh, he did limp off. I just don't think it really matters where the Sixers. End in the standings, like we've seen it the last few years, and and they they're kind of like a middle pack team. Uh, last couple of years, they finished fourth when they beat the Raptors a couple of years ago. Then they finished third last year um, when they lost again. So they're going to be on the road for the second round again. That's <laughs> just what happens. I do think it means that Daryl Morey will be pretty aggressive this week because I think the Sixers needed an upgrade on their number three option before Embiid even went out with injury. Now you're going to need somebody to help carry the offense alongside Maxi, uh, who is a good pull-up shooter, but also often a bad pull-up shooter. He's better at catch and shoot, so they could use another ball handler, which is why they've been so attached to Dejounte Murray. Yep. Oh well. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk slop because uh, new slop arrived thanks to our guys at the Athletic, according to Eco Shams and Amic, my favorite NBA law firm. Houston is keeping tabs on Kelly Olynyk, Clint Capella, Andre Drummond, Time Lord. They want a defensive-minded big. They're thinking about Malcolm Brogdon. Jalen Green, he may no longer be untouchable. You want Jalen Green? You can maybe get him. And the golden corn in the trough for all the piggies of the slop. The Rockets even made an offer for the Nets' Mikhail Bridges. Apparently, Houston was prepared to send back several of Brooklyn's unused remaining draft picks from the Harden trade. Now, the Nets have said no. But up or down, TK, you get us started here. Up or down on the Rockets aggressively trying to trade for Mikael Bridges and just all of this slop, I guess. Okay, thumbs down. I'm down on trying to trade for Mikael Bridges specifically uh, for the Houston Rockets. I just think those Nets picks are way too valuable uh, to cash them in for Mikael Bridges, a guy who's 27, almost going to be 28 years old, a very, very good player, but I don't think that adding Mikael Bridges to what the Rockets have going on puts them anywhere in the stratosphere of contenders right here. So why not just hang on to those super valuable picks and hope that the next trade Mikhail Bridges somewhere else so those picks get even better. Right. People actually like going to Houston. They'll be able to sign free agents. They'll be able to package a bunch of expiring contracts and picks and young guys that they don't want to pay in the future to get a big-time star who will actually re-sign in Houston. So I would prefer to keep my powder dry, but I know Udoka is basically pushing like, I make the playoffs. Yeah. I got to make the playoffs, yeah. which is why they're attached to like every other possible name here. So go for one of the smaller names and yeah. get into the 10th seed. Yeah, who knows what their offer for Mikel Bridges actually was with these draft picks that they got. Was it unprotected? Was it a lottery protected? Because 
I'm sure, I'm sure, and they should want to use those picks uh, instead of trading it for somebody who Mikel Bridges was traded for a lot of picks. <laughs> I mean, he they were able to get a lot of picks back from the Phoenix Suns for Kevin Durant. So he came along with a lot of picks there. Uh, I don't see why they would even trade him. I would say this is down from the Rockets' perspective and from the Nets' perspective. I just don't see why they would trade Mikel Bridges at this point, unless it's, yeah, it's for these unprotected and incredible picks. I just I don't see it happening. Mm. I mean, the Nets did something. They're obviously struggling here. Uh, I, I, it's nice to hear that the Rockets are want to go for it in, in some way, and, and you look up and down the roster how many guys they have. Shangun is obviously established really well. Jalen Green has good moments and bad moments. Um, he you know he was averaging uh, in that article. It was good to note, good to see 26.8, 7.2 rebounds and four assists over the last five games before yesterday when he had an offer and he had zero. I, I love the guy, but there he is up and down. There is no doubt. But there are guys in Jabari Smith and Terry Eason and Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore that other teams are looking at like, oh, yeah, I would like them on my team. There's no doubt. So they do have – they are they have you know so many of those guys that I'm sure they're going to be talking to teams. Yeah, there was a lot in this article. Like I, I set this up with uh, some of the notes, but the other one was uh, Jay Sean Tate is attracting interest from teams like the Suns and the Celtics. But my biggest takeaway, like, okay, this Bridges thing I don't think is happening. Uh, I don't, you know, the Nets aren't doing it. And and probably wisely. Um, Jalen Green? Sounds like it's like, I mean, this to me within all this article is like, Jalen Green, we will, we will trade him for the right piece coming back. So make your offers. And honestly, like, intriguing young player who still at this point of his career looks awesome some nights and other nights is like an offer. Um, and the Rockets are like pivoting to, we got our, our vets in here that we got in Fred Van Vliet and Brooks. We love Shengun as a building block. And maybe Green doesn't fit the, the timeline moving forward. Um, so let's hear your offers. That That's... It's a, suddenly a very interesting name at the, at, a, at the deadline here with a week to go. Definitely a guy who's going to be dangled hard here yeah. um, because a very talented player, and when you see him on his best nights, he looks awesome, and he's playing his best basketball right now, but could easily not be in their long-term plans just because they have so many good young guys who they're going to have to pay, yep. and then they've got all these picks coming in the future as well. You literally can't pay everybody, so would you rather pay Cam Whitmore, like, 25% of what you're going to play Jalen Green? Right. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I could see teams, when you see Jalen Green, as like, we could ha- we could get him. We could get an explosive score uh, that's obviously young still. You know, there's going to be teams that are interested in that. Teams that are like, you know, maybe not going for a championship this year, but there's a lot of other mediocre to bad teams in this league who, if you can get Jalen Green for, you know, a decent deal, do it. So, well, I, I was intrigued by that. Yeah, I'm interested to see who he'd be traded for. If we're talking about Kel Bridges here... Then Jalen Green would be the big gem of that package. Right, it right. wouldn't be like J- Jalen Green and two first round picks. Mm. Highly doubted. Mm-hmm. So a fun article. Many, 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 many players to be had at Houston's. But what are they trading them for? Mm-hmm. And so they're just open for business, man. Okay, they are open. They're saying business. we want we want to make the playoffs. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they did for it, and we they, got picks. We got young guys. Let's go. Yeah, but Mikael Bridges, I, I really wonder what they're offering for Mikael Bridges. Of course, yeah, Mikael Bridges on their roster, that'd be damn good. Right. But how how deep are they going on that for on those first rounds? And it sounds like it doesn't matter because the Nets are like, it doesn't. We don't care. We're we're not trading him. For, I think the Nets that. would do it if the Rockets decided to give him all their picks back. All of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of them. They have their yeah. unprotected pick in 24, 25, 20. 26, and twenty seven. Right. For James Harden. Yeah. He's. 
two teams past the Nets right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think they would do it. And of course, the Nets are one of the biggest liars of all time at the trade deadline. Yeah. They said they weren't trading Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant last year. They're on different teams. Yeah, yeah. They got unprotected picks. I doubt. I doubt that they would get back unprotected picks. It's fun to say, hey, yeah, we'll just trade <laughs> yeah, them back. Exactly. Uh, it's, That's it, why we say we're not trading them. Yeah, and it, and it seems like. Teams don't trade first-round picks the way they did even last year. I mean, they just don't. They protect them if they do, and they are dealing way less of them. So that's what's happening. Although it'll be fun the next seven days. Important to note, though, when it is slop season, that also means it's smokescreen season. They go hand-in-hand with all of these reports and, oh, we're not doing that, or no, we would never trade that person. Eh, That's the smokescreen a lot of the times, or can be. Yeah, and they could just be dialing it into the media just to say that hey we're talking to teams but they may not be really <laughs> they may not really have anything substantial right, right. even though their team is fun they went and got fred they went and got a jock in landale why the heck isn't he playing they want to trade him yeah i mean they they have expiring game. contracts the rockets do in oladipo there's boban there is yeah jock landale's contract that's a that he's got the weird contract right yeah it's not yeah, guaranteed yeah. past this year right, so right. so jeff green they could trade yeah. there's a lot of guys they could trade yeah yeah they have lots of guys uh, well, let's move on here talk a little bit more about trades because uh, the deadline is approaching and uh, some teams have been active, still plenty of others who might need to make a move. So ESPN, they had their experts come up with some fake trades and Kevin Pelton, the machine, he went star hunting for LeBron. And I have seen this trade in some form or another getting floated around left and right here. It's a three-team deal, hypothetical. It's really simple to follow. The Lakers, they get DeJounte Murray. The Hawks... They get Spencer Dinwiddie and the 2029 first-round pick by way of the Lakers. And the Nets, they get D'Angelo Russell coming home. Okay, so we're, we're doing a swapping here of, of guards. DeJounte to the Lakers, Spencer and that pick to the Hawks, and the Nets getting D'Angelo Russell. Are you up or down on this hypothetical three-team deal? I'm down. Oh, I think the Atlanta Hawks snore at this one. They, they say for DeJounte Murray, who we gave up 1,000 picks for. Right. What we're going to get him back for it is a first-round pick for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, they've got they've got some really good players on that team. It's going to be a mediocre pick at best. Well, it's in 2029. 2029. Yeah, who it's, knows? it's far. Okay. Anthony Davis will be a bull by then. <laughs> right. It's the yeah. end of his career. That's when they go to the Bulls. <laughs> um, yeah, everybody goes, everybody goes to Chicago. Uh, but really, you're going to get a, a, a what could be an okay pick and Spencer Dinwiddie for DeJounte Murray. You're not saying that your team is getting any better. Now, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think the new front office of Landry Fields and Kyle Korver, or that's just not good. They're not going to start this this run as as being in the front office with that. It's not good enough. The Hawks are apparently seeking two first round picks, and they're looking to shed future payroll without taking any back to avoid the luxury tax next season in trade talks for Dejounte Murray. We know that. And then Woj this morning is saying the Hawks want Austin Reeves in any sort of Dejounte Murray type deal. And that's where the hang-up is. Woj also said Lakers, players, and fans. I love how he said players and fans <laughs> should temper their expectations for this trade deadline. And that Woj thinks waiting until the offseason, when they have three available first-round picks, to start putting into deals, uh, then maybe you can get something done. But not maybe at this deadline with just that one pick. But anyway, are you up or down on this KP hypothetical just keep, just keep waiting Lakers just keep waiting Kendrick Nunn is coming back soon no 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 Gabe Vincent's coming back soon no 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 we're getting somebody at the, in the summer it should be fine uh, if I'm the Hawks I'd rather have the Lakers 29 pick than D'Angelo Russell 
Uh, I'll start there, but I also don't <laughs> think the Hawks can bottom out. They owe San Antonio uh, unprotected pick in 2025. They swap rights with them in 2026, and then they own them another unprotected pick in 2027. So the Hawks have to stay good, or they're losing some pretty bad or some pretty good picks here. Yeah. I also do not understand the interest in Dejounte Murray. The Hawks are a team that has had him now for two seasons, and they're trying to trade him before his extension kicks in and before they have paid back anything that they owe the Spurs. But he's the hottest name out there. Yeah, and like think about this: if they did some sort of deal like this, and especially when you're like, oh, they want to like cut payroll and all that. That would be like three, basically three starting starting caliber guys in a row that the Hawks are just trading for like cost cutting, like yes. Herder, Collins, and then Dejounte Murray is on another level. But my God, like what are they doing? So yeah, again, this is a hypothetical. I mean, when you start saying, "Hey, you got to include Austin Reeves," now I'm not the biggest Austin Reeves fan in the world, but I think it starts to make a little bit more sense if you are ready to move off of. DeJounte Murray, like, and you're demanding that back, mm. and and then a third team or whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it starts to make a little bit more sense, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what to think about DeJounte Murray anymore <laughs> and whether or not he's going to just end up in LA and Brian gets his way. You know? I, this, would, oh, seriously. this wouldn't be a fun, uh, a fun day in Atlanta because they would be getting <laughs> literally Spencer Dinwiddie would be starting beside Trey Young. That's what they're going for a guy who needs the ball in his hands, needs to be a. a the starter of <laughs> he's a way worse than Jante Murray. They yeah. thought he was on strike yeah. this year. Yeah, I know. yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. If, I mean, if for what, contract reasons, yeah, but yeah, if if Atlanta's rebuilding this thing, they got to go defense in some way, and Spencer ain't that guy. So I'm not sure what they're thinking there, but this team is just so poor defensively. Mm. It's it's bad. We went and watched the G League Skyhawks. They play way harder on the defensive mm. end. It, it it's it's sad. It's oh, not right. True. And so. Yeah, I wonder if they're sitting there and saying, Trey Young's going to be our our guy, but we need defense around him, guys who care. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, they gave up Kevin Herter, who was a big part of that 21 Conference Finals team, John Collins, who was a part of that 21 Conference Finals team, and they signed DeAndre Hunter to a long-term deal he just can't play, who's really good defensively, but he's always injured. So here we are. This ain't good. This ain't real. This is not a hypothetical. I do not. I do not buy it. Okay, that trade is not real. I do like the idea of the Nets reuniting D'Angelo Russell and Ben Simmons back to back high school championships. We forgot. I haven't to, won anything since. I but, forgot to know. even mention that Ben Simmons didn't play last night. That's crazy. <laughs> man. I know. I was shocked. Oh yeah. my god. I was shocked by a lot of things. You brought up Kendrick Nunn going back to the Los Angeles Lakers. I was looking at his stats recently because he's playing in Greece. Is he for Panathinaikos? <laughs> that man is young, and he goes and plays in Greece. Is he so lighting kind of it surprising. up? At he least thirteen point three per game. Well, <laughs> that's something. Uh, he's twenty eight. I guess he's old. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's here's who could fix the Hawks. Get Marcus All. Talk him out of retirement. Good guy. Get him on Atlanta. Yeah, uh, yeah Marcus Saul, standout defender during his 14 NBA seasons. He officially announced his retirement on Wednesday. Now, he last appeared in the NBA in 2020-21 season, had been playing uh, in his native Spain for the last few years, a team in which he owns. Uh, he made three all-star teams. He won Defensive Player of the Year. He was named to two all-NBA squads. He won his only title with Toronto. Huge, instrumental part of the Raptors championship in 2019, shutting down Embiid, hitting a bunch of threes, chugging wine during the parade. <laughs> and he had an incredible international career. Are you up or down, though, on Marcus Gasol's Hall of Fame chances? You get us started. Easy up. Easy up. Easy up. Good NBA career, like you're saying. Three-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. 
has accolades on top of that. And then the great international career, I think, really pushes him over the top. Two Olympic silvers. Lost to Team USA twice. Two World Cup golds. Probably beat two Team USA twice in that one. And then two <laughs> Eurobasket golds as well. Yeah. He's an easy easy in. Yeah, I think you, you may label him or he may get uh, the tag of International Hall of Famer. If, if that means anything, because they allow guys to have you know, great international uh, careers that get them in. But that was big. I mean, two big medals for Spain. He has become a, he's become a great guy. Um, so, yeah, just a good person. A Hall of Fame of, of people, undoubtedly, is Marcus Gasol. So, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so he gets in for that. Uh, I read that great ESPN article where he was in the Mediterranean in 2021 trying to save people in boats who were leaving Africa. That was uh, a phenomenal article, but he's just a good dude. And yes, uh, an incredible wine chugger when they won that, <laughs> that, that, that's a hall of fame performance. He took that bottle of wine and put it in his, all of it in his body, not the glass, but the actual, <laughs> the liquid. Yeah. Uh, that's freaking impressive stuff. Um, Standard, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, like as far as the NBA goes, you know, you know, it's quite questionable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not not a diss to him. I mean, it's like the numbers are good. He's a great defender, but obviously the Hall of Fame tends to look overlook a, you know, defensive minded guys. A couple accolades, sure, but it's not going to wow you when you add the international play. The Gasol brothers are some of the greatest international basketball players of all time. Period. Both of them. Pals in. I mean, it had better NBA career than Mark and in accolades and all that. But uh, I, I was shocked. I put this poll up on No Dunks. I thought it would be flipped up or down on Marcus Gasol's Hall of Fame chances. Seventy-five percent of people thumbs up, and you know a lot of people. Uh, I, I I just in my th- I just thought people would have it the other way around, and I'm happy to see that because people think yeah you include the international accolades he's a shoe in. Um, so yeah we'll see. Yeah maybe he should have got more Defensive Player of the Year awards uh, just because it it came around a little late. Zach Lowe was definitely going to vote him for the Hall of Fame because he was the one who popularized the way Mark Gasol. Mm. Uh, was able to alter a defense to, to just to do everything to influence a defense, and so he did, he only had one. He's only scored twelve thousand points in his career. He's not he's not a, a point getter by any means. I, I was surprised by that, just because he felt like he was a twenty point game guy for a long time, but he he wasn't surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, he brought a championship to Toronto. That is for sure. I and, wonder if a brother has ever inducted a brother into the Hall of Fame. Mm. Because Powell will absolutely give the speech for Mark since he's already in. It's pretty cool if it happens. That's yeah. really cool. I, yeah, that's a great question. I can't I mean, think of anyone. <laughs> special moment when I mean, they... Dick and Tom. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the question. Did Dick and Tom do it? <laughs> How many Shays are there? I always oh, feel like Dolphin Danny? I don't think Danny made the Hall of Fame, though. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Good one. No. Yeah, the, uh, the ball tipping at the All-Star game between the two of them, that was a pretty cool moment, Powell and Mark. Yeah, I wonder if he, he gets a little boost because Powell's in there, I guess. For some reason, no, he's he's getting the no dunks boost slash the starters boost. We love Marcus Gasol and oh, Pau Gasol, time, uh, obviously great guys, and we had the chance to have them on the show back over that All Star weekend, right? And Trey, you, you tweeted it. They were helping us move furniture around. He's <laughs> just good guys, guys, man. Nice guys, <laughs> so good. Those are good guys. <laughs> so next time we rearrange in here, we'll call them up. They got free time. <laughs> Help <laughs> us move stuff. Well, we'll see Pau at All Star. He's he's happy to be coaching. <laughs> uh, but also, here's a call out to all the internet out there. Once upon a time, there was a picture of Marc Gasol sitting on a couch at an anthropology waiting for his wife who was shopping. And I thought it was one of the greatest NBA pictures of all time because I'm like, that is so relatable. Right. Any man who has ever gone to an anthropology 
with a significant other has sat on a couch and just waited while they look at all of the beautiful frilly goods that they have sure. in anthropology. But for whatever reason, um, now that it's X, it's impossible to find this photo of Marcus All sitting on a couch at Anthropology, and I demand to have it in my possession. I need this picture. Okay, there it is. Please help me. Asking, asking everyone out there, joining us live, everyone listening later, watching later, we got to find this photo of Marcus All. I need to see it again. You just you looked, eh? You just I put in every possible combination of Marcus All. Couch, wow. anthro, couch, anthropology, Marcus All waiting, yeah, wife, sure, sure. anything I could think of into any search engine. Nothing. Damn. He wanted it wiped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you hiding? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure it'll pop up. I can't wait to see it when it does. All right. We got to take one more break. And when we come back, uh, a very funny tweet of the night. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. This one is random, but get your thinking caps on here. This is from NBA Paint, who put up a photo of uh, the Sesame Street <laughs> gang sitting at a table with the line, the question. Sesame Street starting five. Who are you taking? Now, just to name you some of the names, Oscar the Grouch is there, Bert and Ernie, Big Bird, Cookie Monster, Elmo, Count Von Count, Snuffleupagus, <laughs> yeah. uh, a two-headed monster, and then there's a couple I don't even freaking know. Grover. Grover, yeah. Grover's yeah. correct. Who's that? Yeah, who's Zoe? That? Is there a new... Zoe, Zoe is yeah. a new Sesame Street character? Is that the, the teal one, one there? Yeah. She's yeah. not new anymore. Oh. Well, well, yeah. yeah I mean, cool. Elmo's new to me. <laughs> oh god that's how old that's I am that's how old you are oh it's a good call Abby yeah. Kadabby I saw Elmo is that somebody <laughs> okay anyway anyway NBA Paint nope decide- there's no Zoe in there decide- my bad <laughs> NBA Paint decided to you know throw out their top five they decided point guard Grover shooting guard Count Found Count the small forward Cookie Monster, the power forward, the two-headed monster. Very interesting mm. choice oh, there. Deep that, cut. That's not in the photo. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there is that two-headed purple. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Oh, monster. Uh, yeah, you can't do that NBA paint. I, I, I thought know. there. No, it well, wasn't. It's, it's not, not in the photo. It, it's yeah. not who you think it is in the photo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought there is a two-headed monster in the photo, yeah. but sort of. Oh no no no! no. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and the center was Big Bird, leaving out. Snuffleupagus. is an awful team. Well, okay, let's, Grover, let's go Count Von, Gro- Build your Grover, team. Count Von, Count, Cookie Monster, Two-Headed Monster, and Big Bird is a terrible team. <laughs> well, you got you got this Snuffleupagus right there. Like, he doesn't Big Bird move. doesn't move. 
He's not going to be able to play any minutes. He's Boban. He's sneakily athletic. He once played <laughs> Arnold uh, Snuffleupi uh, Nager. Like, what? he was like... Uh, what the fuck are you talking about right now? He's jacked. He's under under all that fur, he's jacked. There. He also has a trunk. Yeah, the trunk the, is... Big Bird is has, the trunk has like, the smallest human arms. Like, big, yes, yeah. but little human wings. They're, they're, big Bird's not doing shit. Okay, I disagree. And you can't have the counts on your team. Why? Too many bats flying around. You could never play in San Antonio. (laughs) Coyote would be all over him, (laughs) snatching those bats out of the air. Uh, You Mm. you sound like Oscar the Grouch. What's your team then? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My team is, um, well, Snuffleupagus, center. Center. That's the only... uh, I have Grover, too, as a point guard. I have Bert, also sneakily athletic, and he's tall. Bird is the tall head one. He's tall head. Yeah, okay. single yeah. forehead, single I'm more eyebrow. More than Ernie myself. Uh, this might be Anthony a deep. Davis, this might be a deep cut. Uh, hairy monster, the blue monster. Like he's not the cookie, not cookie monster, but he's just like oh, you're going off board here. No, Sesame Street characters. And then this one is a really, really deep cut. It's the cheese. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, We're gonna see a photo of the yeah. cheese here. Yes, look at the uh, look at the reach on this guy. God, you um, are old, eh? Like, yeah, this looks like from 1968 or something. Yeah, and he <laughs> he kind of floats. He doesn't have legs, but he floats around. And in this sketch, oh, it's called Chase the Cheese, and not nobody can catch him. Nobody. <laughs> it's like a, a, how many arms is this cheese? Like He's got just... one arm, but they're so like gangly that they just sort of like. But when he stretches them out, imagine the wingspan. Oh, wow. Uh, like, yeah, that looks huge. I thought there was more than two arms yeah. on that cheese. <laughs> Anyways. That's, that's my starting five. <laughs> Anybody want to chime in with a starting five of Sem- Sesame Street characters? TK, TK, I'm that? going Big Bird at center. Yeah, he's got to be on the team. Flying around out there. I thought Oscar the Grouch would be a good power forward. He's a garbage man. Oh, that's good. Cookie monster to me, small forward. Yeah, I agree with that. Cookies! <laughs> then my backcourt's Bert and Ernie, the new Steve Francis and Catino Mobley. <laughs> I think it's good you have Ernie on the team. But do you remember the bench when Dwight, Dwight Howard farted that time? Like, cleared the bench. His own bench. Dwight Howard yeah. farted. Grover, cons- or it's not Grover, Oscar constantly farting, and he just stinks in general. Like, yeah, he lives in trash. guy, yeah. Oscar's not on the yeah, team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Grover's being overlooked here. This is a big snub. <laughs> Super Grover, man. Yeah. I have that wearing that, that shirt. Prime athlete. Yeah. <laughs> Do I look like a guy's wearing a Grover, Grover jersey? <laughs> <laughs> he's underrated. Uh, totally underrated. Absolutely. He An is athletic a athletic freak. He's, he's, a, he's like this guy's like John Wall. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's also got a bit of a temper on him in a in not a bad way. Yeah, exactly. Like when he's the waiter, like You say Grover's got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. <laughs> is he a dog? I don't even know. What is he? He's a, he's a what monster. Are any of these? He's a monster. Yeah, what what are, are any of these? Obviously a bird. Uh, <laughs> okay. I like Cookie. I like Cookie Monster. He's definitely playing the 3 or 4 and I got to have Bird at 4 or 5. Yeah. I mean his his dad's Larry. His dad's Larry. <laughs> That's where he got it from. He can shoot. Mom okay, is love Sue. <laughs> That's right. Basketball yeah, family. Exactly. Not a lot of people no, know that. I thought it was Chris Anderson. <laughs> so many, so many jokes. Bird, All bird, right, bird, man. Sesame Street starting five. Who are you taking? Did NBA Paint tweet that to Stephen A. Smith, right? Yeah. And yeah. say, yeah, because... Stephen A. is like being asked all these insane questions, and he's, he's doing beach stepping now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
<laughs> Man went Charizard over Blastoise. <laughs> And then oh, all man. of the Pokemon fans were like, that's a great call. You're actually right about that. He does, he's not as limited as Blastoise and Venusaur. <laughs> that's good, man. Stephen A. Smith is going in uh, on his new Beach Steppin' podcast. But what a night for Twitter. I had some wins and some losses. Dead and Company announced at the Sphere. I Cannot wait. Yeah. And then I wake up this morning and see Lewis Hamilton is going to Ferrari. <laughs> It's Joe, man. Not good? Well, I mean, if he wants to retire with the exact same amount of titles <laughs> as Michael Schumacher, it's fine. Because uh, he ain't winning another one with Ferrari. Yeah. But I guess I'll be a, a Ferrari fan starting in 2025. Let's let's ask Stephen A. Smith what he thinks about that. <laughs> Do I, it. I, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good tweet. <laughs> send it in, man. He'll answer it. I didn't realize that he answered this Sesame Street starting five he's but he already did. answered he, it he's already answered oh. he put up a video 16 hours ago i see him moving around like he's i guess snuffle up i guess i don't know oh, wow. he's moving left to right right to left <laughs> i Ugh. thought there was a thing with snuffle that it's i guess it's not true but like that only big bird saw him 100 percent. that was what it was when i was it was so oh. frustrating as a kid as well right so the uh, no yeah. one else could no one, see him no no he well that was the thing like he would just sort of wander off when big bird was like i was just talking to mr snuffleupagus and he's like looks around behind him right, and he's gone right and then no he's like okay big bird whatever man this is your imaginary friend so what's wrong with that it was frustrating because I felt bad for Big Bird because yeah, he's always, he was real. He was, and then now he's real. He's, <laughs> yeah, so he's in this group photo, so they're obviously. Yeah, yeah, he's part of the gang now. So a little like, a uh, little like uh, this is another Canadian television <laughs> oh, children's show, yeah, but Pokeroo. Pokeroo, same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pokeroo? Yeah. Did it predate Pokemon? Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that was like the kangaroo version of Pokemon. <laughs> Pokeroo predates me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Elmo. But and Poker, what is Pokeroo? Pokeroo's whole thing. I mean, I don't know what he was, honestly. Like, uh, nobody just a knows. weird monster that came out when <laughs> yeah, no okay. one was around. But he was the, I mean, Pokeroo put him on the team. He had some size. Yeah. He was like Big actually. Bird sort of size. Yeah. Um, okay. But his whole thing is like, okay, hold on. <laughs> that we only saw him. Right. But they never on the show saw him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the mean? humans on the show would come out and yeah. say, hey, who cleaned up my dishes? <laughs> And you, as a kid, you're supposed to yell at your TV. Yeah, yeah. It was Pokeroo! <laughs> I love it. Mm. Uh, the last two minutes of every episode is going to be, here's a weird Canadian television oh, don't show worry. we had in the 80s. We're talking Mr. Dressup tomorrow. <laughs> oh. Sheldon Turnipseed? Is that right? <laughs> Sheldon Turnipseed? What? Or Ernie that, Coombs, man. Ernie that, Coombs. Sheldon Turnipseed? Isn't that a Canadian show, no, guy? Are you thinking of, is that Ghost Rider? <laughs> No, you know, you know a man. Yeah, I know. You're you know right. a man named Sheldon Turnipseed. <laughs> You're right. I do. I think that's the actor. That's the actor in Ghost Rider. Oh, in Ghost Rider. <laughs> now that's a deep cut. Oh. Holy shit! Wow. His name is really Turnipseed. Yeah, his name's Sheldon Turnipseed. Wow, cool. Real name. Real name. No gimmicks. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. For tomorrow, Mister Dress Up. We're getting into the tickle All trunk. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, that's where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Dress wondering up. why we call it that for yeah. a decade. That, that is a weird thing. Yeah. I, obviously, yeah. I've said that to our friend, other American friends down here. Like, whatever type of trunk. Oh, what do you got in the tickle trunk? Yeah. Everyone, what are you talking about? 
<laughs> that's a that's a Mr. Dress Up reference. Yeah. I don't think we should bring it up at the end of the show tomorrow, though. It deserves way more than two <laughs> minutes. Full show. Mr. Dress we should up do a playback shit. watching old Mr. Dress Up. Oh, I think we just make it a rapid fire question right now. Okay. Name your favorite random Canadian <laughs> kids show. <laughs> I got one. Okay, save it. I got one. Save it. Save yep. it. Uh, all right, we're calling that uh, today's show here. What an ending. Uh, join us tonight, though. We're back on playback. Seven o'clock start, okay? Because we are going to react to the NBA All-Star Reserves that'll be announced on TNT starting around 7 p.m. Eastern. So uh, we'll jump on playback. We'll, we'll just react immediately to the 14 names chosen. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. We'll hang out for 45 minutes or an hour. So that link is in the show notes. Join our playback room. We just hit over 5,000 people in our in our playback room, which is cool to see. So uh, yeah. Okay, Clipper Bros. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go to you that. heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us Oops. hi what happened <laughs> sorry that's no, uh, okay same source i have forgot it anyway go that's ahead. all right <laughs> i was really busy looking up that uh the show that was on at like six o'clock what was the, the, the <laughs> oh boy uh it's difficult it's <laughs> difficult it, to come up as soon as you find the you name okay, hold on, no what do you mean no. Talk- no, we know the name. We know everybody knows it. Um, it was on at six o'clock. What else you got, man? No. Fucking news? I don't know. No, 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 no. The design was that she was designing this room that was, that started at six o'clock. She named the time at six o'clock. Anyways, it was just a bunch of kids in a room. Uh, what oh, the hell is it? Oh, where, did she have a mirror? Yeah, that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what the hell is that called? Uh, yeah, six o'clock. Uh, no, no. no. Um, C it starts with a C. I forget what it's called. Uh, Christie's Clubhouse, not Christie's no, Clubhouse. Jesus. Uh, Christie's Chamber. It wasn't. Bad. I know what you're talking about. I, you know, I went to I one. went to a filming of that once when I was a kid. Whoa! <laughs> what the hell is it called, though? What the hell is it called? Uh, yeah, I can't yeah, because she'd hold up the mirror and she'd be like, I see yeah. Philip, yeah. and I see Jason, and I yeah. see Trey. Romper Room? Big Romper yeah, room. room. That's it, Romper Sorry. Room. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, oh, man, that was just, my favorite. That one just, was my favorite. Just Canadian distorted team. the audio. <laughs> Shout out to Hannah J. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> Hannah J. Romper Room. <laughs> Romper Room. Good one, Hannah. But hold on, hold on. Romper Room was American. Oh, so? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. So was Shark Tank. You know where Shark Tank came from. <laughs> the Dragon's Den! <laughs> Embrace the day, people. <laughs> Go to black.